Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Löwenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lumenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about marketing psychology for B2B companies. And we have an expert visiting us here today, which is Larry Koch, the co-founder from the agency The Brains and also um, a speaker about and very passionate person talking about psychology and the aspects of that within marketing. So I'm really stoked to have this conversation here with you today. So welcome, Larry. Yeah, nice to meet, nice to meet you, Jacob. Yeah. So um, what have you been up to that took you to become a co-founder of an agency and a thought leader within marketing psychology? Give us a little bit of your background here. <laughs> yeah. So I guess at, at the brains, you could call me the resident uh, B2B nerd. So I, um, um, I'm sort of a big proponent of the, the kind of signal and noise theory, where if you look at the, the kind of B2B landscape or just, in fact, just marketing material in general, there's a sort of sense that we've reached this kind of peak content era where there's just so much content going out on our LinkedIn, our Facebook feeds, and you know, content marketing, which is a big, big piece of the B2B pie. Um, seems to kind of fall victim to just ticking the box and just pushing out content that's like top 10 tips for this, top five tips for this. And so being the kind of B2B person in-house at the brains, um, I uh, you know, was working with clients and looking at what do we do to stand out? What do we do to cut through all of this noise? And of course, we'd been going through you know, some topics that we can get through on this, uh, on, on this call, uh, the kind of traditional content marketing approaches and just realizing that this wasn't enough. It seemed that many of my clients had competitors that were doing very similar things. So then the question was, how do I get a competitive edge? How do I build IP or some strategies that go beyond what everyone else is doing? And this kind of precipitated a more detailed look at how we actually influence B2B executives. Um, so not just through content that they're interested in or topics they're interested in and becoming like a thought leader, as, as, it's, as it's commonly called, but how do we go a level deeper and start trying to switch some buttons on in their head uh, on a personal level to kind of motivate their own personal ambitions. And so that, that's, that's where I started like looking for, for, for kind of research and other things going on. I looked a lot at the B2C space where you could say marketing psychology is more developed mm. and um, brought a lot of those concepts back and we can talk about them in this, in this call into a, a B2B setting and um, just started trialing that out about two years ago, some of these concepts, looking at what was happening, looking at the data coming back, and then just realized I'd found um, a set of things that seemed to work incredibly well. And um, yeah, we can, we can kind of talk about that on this call, potentially. Yeah, exactly. I'm so interested in that because I think psychology is mostly related to in terms of sales. I've read numerous of psychology on sales books where, you know, trying to persuade people in different situations or getting them to close. That's quite common, I would say. But from a marketing perspective, I think it's very 
under covered so to say from from a uh, theoretical standpoint how to think uh, and uh, use psychology as as you know drivers to improve uh, performance and so on so i think this is a really interesting area you have um, um you know entered into and and uh, and focused on so yeah i think that's really interesting so let's let's move in there i know you have done quite a lot of research as, as you just said here in the intro so so maybe you can share a bit of what have you studied, you know, and what have you come up to in yeah, terms yeah. of method, how yeah. to use it? So I'll tell you. So, so um, first of all, I, uh, you know, when, when I was first looking into this, like uh, se- several years ago, um, you know, when, when we were building out the content marketing department at the Brains and things like that, um, there's the tried and tested method. So it's funny because people are very familiar with the idea of the customer persona or the marketing persona and sort of building content and building funnels that align to different personas, ads that are persona specific, copy that's persona specific, lead magnets that are persona specific, you know, email nurturing series that are persona specific. And this is psychology. I mean, personas is a way of saying, okay, I target CEOs who work at these companies who in these areas. And that's you trying to understand the person, the, the person behind the, who you're actually trying to market to. So in a way, marketers already engaged in some kind of thinking through what the people that they're talking to would want to hear what their fears are what their their, their goals are mm. what what you start what i where i started getting into this was like how do i go a level uh, deeper than that so how do i influence the person and so i started looking around and thinking where do i f- who is the person or who are the 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 companies that are doing the best in terms of content marketing regardless of b2b who is selling the most stuff based on content and I actually arrived at um, uh, the sort of internet gurus, you know, these kind of marketing gurus and sales gurus and business gurus yeah. and diet gurus and, you know, people selling, you know, the kind of get rich quick schemes and all of this. And That's so, big business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a real pest. Um, but but you, you can't help wondering how are these people, you know, running all the ads and, and, and doing all this stuff. Yeah. And so I started saying, well, not that I like what they're doing, but they certainly seem to be successful. You know, many of them are, are making millions of pounds based purely on video content and webinars and things like that. Mm. And so I started asking, why are they so successful? How are they making millions of pounds without ever speaking to anyone just based on their content, selling information products that you can buy in a book for like $5, you know, selling courses for a thousand pounds and all of this. And so I got really down the rabbit hole of what they were doing there. And I came across a guy called Russell Brunson, who you could you could say is the uh, the coach of coaches or the the person that built all of the the frameworks by which these coaches actually uh, sell their info products. And there was a number of theories on how you influence human beings, um, uh, how you how you sort of persuade them, even borderline manipulate them or manipulate their fears, manipulate them into basically buying these these courses that they don't really need and so i said okay that's uh that's it's genius it's not a good way it's not something that i would want to do but it's certainly the person seems to have understood how human beings are ticking Mm -hmm. and what in this can i take over to the b2b side when i'm creating my content are there any of these um, theories that i can use to make you know more attractive content that is read more that is downloaded more um because because um, you know it, it works along the similar triggers in the brain, mm. and so that's where I first really started. Um, uh, yeah, that's where I first really started getting into it. Yeah, 
That's great. What a story. And and uh, so so interesting. You mentioned uh, Russell Bronson with uh, I think it's ClickFunnels. Yes, he's uh, the founder of ClickFunnels. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually set up a test account there a few years back as well. And and uh, yeah, I was amazed on how they're optimized it for conversion funnels. So definitely, but it's not really a B two B marketing system. So so exactly. we left it after a few weeks. But yeah. Uh, Really interesting, and I know a lot of uh, influencers or, or uh, yeah, as you say, gurus have, have built upon that method. Yeah. So uh, when you do a content project, did you find anything that we could, you know, apply straight off the bat, or or how how did you yes. go about that when you applied it to B two B? Yes. So the two key insights were realizing that, um, and another guy called Rory Sutherland, who's um, one of the kind of creative. Uh, leads at Ogilvy, who's basically like a behavioral economist now. And mm-hmm. so he has this, this, um, this, this really interesting book called The Marketing Objectivity Trap, uh, which is a really great um, read. But it basically says that, you know, B2B people, we, we tend to look at our B2B audience as basically like mouthpieces of their company. So we look at personas as almost like, uh, you know, tokens of the company. So we don't really consider them what, what is driving them to get up um, every day. And so what you realize by going through some of the Russell Brunson type theories, um, he's got a book called Expert Secrets, which I highly recommend, mm-hmm. um, is that humans are driven by status. Uh, ultimately, human beings are driven by wanting to increase their status. And status usually revolves around the three areas of health, wealth, and relationships. And so what we're, what we're constantly trying to do is have better relationships you know, with our family, with um, our friends, with um, our loved ones. We ideally want more wealth, so we have security. We're able to, you know, go to a better gym, go on holiday, um, you know, and we want to look as good as we possibly can. So humans are very aware of the higher you are in any of these areas of interest or things that are valued by other people, the more status you have. So if you're the best athlete, if you're the best, um, you know, whatever, even if you're the most compassionate person or you're the most cool person, you know, you, you can be quite existential vectors. But whatever you value, you're always trying to say, okay, I think these things are important. I want to be at the top of that hierarchy. And by hierarchy, I don't just mean like this sort of fight to the top, but it's like, I want to be seen as the most successful in those things. Mm. And by approaching that success, even if it's something like, I want to be the kindest person, I want to be seen as the kindest person, I want to be seen as being doing good. All these things increase our own happiness by when, when we when we are when that re- is reflected in reality our, our kind of status and so people when they're at work are engaged in eight hours a day and they're not just there because they have nothing better to do they're there because they're trying to build their status in some way and for most you know execs and b2b people like normies like us it's you know to to sort of make make money to um increase our salaries to increase how much money we make so we can do all the things we love and to increase our job security and to um, be looked upon as a industry leader because this gives this signal status. And so if that's what people are actually doing at work, then can we link our content, our, our services, our, our marketing materials to the person's actual desire for their own personal status increase, not just, oh, you're interested in this, you know, your company should consider this look at talk instead of just talking to them as a company unit or a representative of what the company wants talk to them about how this service leads to you doing better so you want to be here and you're currently here 
I recognize that this service is the plan to get you from here to here. And so you do that in a personal way that kind of lets the person know, ah, like downloading this thing isn't just useful topic, it's useful for me because I can transform my status very fast. So that's the, the, the first concept is about kind of people are engaged in human status. The second concept is they want to transform their status, ideally as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the concept of something called the new opportunity versus the improvement offer. And this is related to the kind of signal and noise theory where most companies are just offering improvement offers to the market. They're not offering a new opportunity. This is their services, their offer, their content. You know, If like you just uh, run an accountancy firm and you're saying, hey, you know, like I'm just going to, uh, we've got this great company, we have these great services, we can run your accounts better. That's basically an improvement offer. It's, it's like if you went to a gym and you had a personal trainer who says, one personal trainer comes up to you and says, hey, um, I've got a plan for you. What we're going to do is you're going to eat your vegetables. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure you eat uh, the right number of calories. And I'm going to make sure that you go for a jog three times a week. That's just an improvement offer. That's something you already know. You've probably already tried yourself. It hasn't worked. So you have to admit that you basically failed. And this person is just offering you a slightly better version of what you already know you should be doing. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go to another personal trainer and they say, I have studied with Matt Damon and I've, I've produced the Matt Damon secret guide where I'm going to, where you're going to drink this special coffee at 8 a.m. in the morning that burns fat. And then I've got his like secret program that he used for the Avengers or whatever, you know, that, that is what's called a new opportunity. So you, your psychology, when you look at that is, do I want an improvement offer? Do I have to admit that I failed and that this person's just gonna improve? Or do I grab a new opportunity? And the new opportunity, I then don't have to admit that I failed. It's like, no wonder I couldn't succeed. I didn't have the secret. I didn't have the silver bullet that you know the, the Hollywood elites have been using and keeping secret from us. So it's, it's, it's kind of like how you frame your lead magnets and your services as basically as new opportunities. So like, let's say me as an agency, I, it, I wouldn't produce a guide called the 2021 guide to retargeting as a lead magnet you know, my, my persona, my audience is interested in retargeting. That's great. But that's just crap. I mean, the, 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 like everywhere is just retargeting, you know, 10 tips to retargeting, how to do retargeting on Google ads. You can go on Google's website and find information. What I need to say is the one, you know, like how this one retargeting secret helped this marketing manager double online revenues in one week. You know, that, that's how you frame the same information but it's framed as a new opportunity. And then you cut through all the noise because the person realizes my status is gonna go through the roof in potentially one week. I've got rapid transformation of status um, if I do this thing. And so that's, that, that's basically, you know, I could talk a, a lot longer around it, but that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of what I took from kind of expert secrets and trying to put it into a more B2B friendly, friendly thing. You know, you're not selling any info products. You're not selling stuff to people who can't afford it. You're just using the techniques to get better conversions on, um, on, on ads, lead magnets and, and uh, landing pages. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. 
by creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry. We help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Yeah, real interesting. So interesting, Larry. So uh, have you... um... You know, have you any examples of where you have actually seen some of your client work uh, produce results in, in the real world, so to say? Yeah, yeah. So we work with, um, I'll, I'll take a really, um, a number of B2B companies who are in quite niche spaces. And I find that it works especially well in niche spaces where, um, you know, it's, it's they're like sort of complex services, long sales cycle, multiple stakeholders. Um, it's hard to kind of cut through the noise and get to the right people. They're also that or those audiences aren't necessarily motivated to act. These are like multi hundred thousand pound contracts. You know, they're, they're sort of aware they have problems, but, you know, they're not going to just sign up to something on one ad. You know, they're going to need to be really convinced. And so find it works especially well there. So an example is a geospatial analytics company we have as a client. Uh, they're one of the leading providers of like, if you own a, if you own infrastructure, like a dam or a pipeline or a forest, they use geospatial, uh, well, satellites to basically mm-hmm. um, uh, indicate what's going on. So whether your pipeline's about to burst, whether the dam is going to, is full or not, like just from space. So they kind of give you data and their content was very much as you would expect with a lot of b2b companies just based on the research you know like why geospatial is 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 like good for you you know kind of the standard stuff but what we found is that you can actually play on people's fears and um and and get them to convert a lot more so there was a massive dam failure for instance so we obviously you cut up their their different segments into personas and so for the dam persona there'll be a massive dam failure um, uh, that, had, that had happened and it happened kind of frequently. So you would create a lead magnet that says how to avoid, you know, the, the, the disaster of Edenville, like the lessons learned, like, you know, um, over 40% of dam operators are at risk of the same thing that took Edenville down. You know, this is, this is a way that it, it gets into their fear because it's sort of like their personally, their status is going to go down if they, um, if, there's a massive, uh, like, you know, mess up on the dam. And so you just use like sort of top current events, you you make it um, very, very topical and, uh, and uh, try to play on the fear or the, the rapid transformation status down or up, basically. So you have to be like, this is coming for you, your whole dam's going to blow up unless this this reason which was the main thing we found from Edenville. It's it's that kind of thing. So when someone's looking at LinkedIn, they're not just seeing uh, you know, how, how satellites, um, can help your dam, you know, that's like, they know this already. There's other people in the market. They know they're aware. They're just like, Oh, I'm busy. Whereas if you say your dam is about to blow up, there's this one secret that can stop it that we found from Edenville, you know, obviously that wasn't the title, but it's that approach that, (laughs) that, that makes people think, Ooh, you know, I should probably read that just in case, because, uh, that sounds like something I should know. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Mm. What what a good example. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I suppose that that ebook was pretty good. Yeah, on and um, downloaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so uh, good, Larry. So um, I think uh, just as you 
start out to say we have a lot of content um, when you scroll uh, LinkedIn or wherever you are, you know, you find a lot of content there. So how, how do you think, it, what is the easiest way for a practitioner marketing manager to start thinking in those terms and, and actually, uh, you know, use this psychology to, to improve their conversion rates and, and so forth? Yeah, that, that's a good question because it is it's it's a new, um, I, I guess it's it's kind of new for B two B psychology people. B two B psychology, it's like you've seen as well. B two B marketing psychology. If you try and Google that, there's very little out there. Mm. All you'll see is things like you know authority building, um, uh, personalization, uh, personas. You know all of that. The buyer's journey, all the kind of traditional content marketing stuff, and that's a very good first place to start. I find that actually. Okay, fair enough. You know, it's a lot of serious companies are doing it. But if you're in a smaller firm, you need to at least be aware of the current best practice, which is, you know, your marketing personas, your the buyer's journey, um, persona specific advertising, persona specific lead magnets, um, follow up emails, lead scoring, all of that stuff um, uh, will, will, will definitely get you to best practice. But then if you if you're already at that stage, and you're not seeing amazing results, then you've got to basically zoom in on the persona. So I would say, focus on the persona, and go a level beyond the way you're doing it right now and think about how they are targeted at work. Um, what are their KPIs? Um, what are their their fears about their job? Or like, what what is it that they could lose their job over? Or what is it that they could get promoted over? And try and make it a lot more obvious how your services and content are going to help them rapidly do that. Um, so it's a kind of framing exercise. It's not that you have to reinvent your whole company. It's more about how you frame what you do as a rapid tool for that person to succeed in their job. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so I would say, well, we, we have some resources on our website. We have, you know, lead magnets. People can go check those out. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure how much of this is out there. I would say read Expert Secrets um, by, by Russell Brunson. I would say re read the Objectivity, the Objectivity Trap by Roy Sutherland. Um, there's a couple other books that have been really, really good. And then a, a bunch of papers uh, that I can link, to, link you to after. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, thank you so much for that, uh, Larry. You have really giving us a good of um, insight into the psychology of B2B marketing here. And uh, I will definitely check those books out. I, uh, I haven't read uh, Russell Brunson's book, even though I might have heard about it. But uh, um, yeah, so great to hear that you can apply that to B2B marketing as well. Yes. And uh, yeah, and, and for persons who listen to this and want to check more uh, out, like Kochmore and, and The Brains, where can we send them? as well <laughs> uh, yeah so um uh, the website is www.thebrainsmarketing.co.uk um and i've also got a youtube channel where um i'll, I'll repost this as well by the way uh, jacob so um, people can check it out on there it's it's, it's uh, doing pretty well it's brainy marketing um brainy marketing's youtube channel i kind of post about this stuff quite a lot um and yeah i think those are the two best places awesome yeah yeah, well, thank you so much for your time, Larry. It was great chatting with you about the uh, psychology of marketing and all the best with your endeavors with the brains and everything else you're doing. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jake. It was great to catch up. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. 
Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.